Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Tuesday. Hope you're doing well, and I hope you're ready to walk through the Word again today in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 4. And this is, man, there's some just awesome passages of Scripture coming up that I cannot wait for because this is kind of a big moment in David's life, in uh, in David's, I guess, ascension to the throne. Because remember, First and Second Samuel are separate books, but they're telling one story. So re- really, the story from First Samuel just carries on over to the story of Second Samuel. And all the way back in First Samuel chapter 16, David was anointed as the next king of Israel, but he had to wait for Saul, right? Saul was king and Saul was wanting to kill David and it was dramatic and all that stuff. Well, Saul dies at the very end of 1 Samuel and you turn the page to 2 Samuel and David doesn't move unto the throne because you have this commander in Saul's army named Abner who goes to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, and starts promulgating him as the next king of Israel. So David is anointed the king over Judah, but he's not king over everyone yet. Well, well, then, you know, yesterday we had the chapter where Abner dies, and, and right before Abner died, he was switching his allegiance over to David, but there's still this guy named Ishbosheth. This is Saul's son who is taking and trying to rule over Israel. Uh, so what happens here, though, is Ishbosheth is killed. There's two people. I hope you read chapter four on your own. There's two men. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, but there's two men who come and they sneak into Ishbosheth's room. He, he's like taking a nap in the middle of the day. And and they kill him, right? They kill him because they are loyal to David and they're being allegiance to David. So they kill Ishbosheth and they take his body to David and show him. And basically, they think they're doing something good, right? Like they think that they are, uh, you know, moving clear the way for David to step into the throne because Ishbosheth is really the last person standing before David can enter into what God's called him to enter into. So in their minds, they're thinking, bro, we just helped out David. We just did a good thing. But but what's amazing to me, and I'm continuing you to just be amazed by this is we're seeing in the book of second samuel how how david is treating his enemies remember when saul died what did david do in chapter one he weeps what what did david do yesterday when abner this guy who's leading the army of israel against david when, when he comes up against or when he comes up to talk to david david doesn't just put him to death he doesn't just throw him in prison but he hears him out and here we have a similar thing that david gets mad at these guys that they took vengeance into their own hands he gets mad at these two men. He has them put to death at the end of this chapter because they took Ishbosheth's life into their own hands and they killed him. So what's amazing here is David is still not... He's still not rejoicing that his enemies have died, right? You see, I think back to the end of 1 Samuel where David had two opportunities to take out Saul. And both times, what did he do? He didn't, and he was waiting on the Lord, right? David is not a man who is taking vengeance into his own hands. He's not a man who is you know, t- taking um, th- these wrathful acts into his own hands. He's he's patiently waiting on the Lord. And we see that yet again here. Then when Ishbosheth is killed, he doesn't come up and say, sweet, man, thank you so much for you know, clearing out the last person before me, uh, or the last person in line between me and the throne. He, you know, he's angry because he says that these men should not have committed murder in this way. But, but this still marks a, a huge turning point in the passage. It, it marks a huge turning point in David's life because now there is no one else standing in between David and the position that God has called him to be in, the position of king. And, and I tell you what I find is fascinating. What I find interesting is all of these men that were standing in the way of David, 
David did not kill a single one of them. Right? The only person you have David killing is, is uh, Goliath. And the only person David have killing is a bunch of Philistines. What, what about Saul who was in David's way? God removed Saul. What, what about Abner who was in David's way? And we know Abner was, was kind of coming around to David's side, but, but God removes Abner from the situation. What about Ishbosheth? David does not have to pick up a hand against him, but, but God removes him on his own time. And, and you know, I think it's just a reminder. We, we've talked about a lot in this passage how to trust the process, right? Because it's a long time from Dan, David being anointed king to actually becoming king, which we're going to see in the next chapter. It, it's a long process. It's a long time. But yet David trusts in the Lord. He trusts in the processes of God and, and in the timing of God. And maybe it doesn't happen as quickly as David would have liked it to happen. But, but regardless, without David lifting a finger, without, without David having to take matters in his own hand and kill these enemies and kill these people, David patiently waits on the Lord and the Lord has exalted him to the king of Israel. And so I think it's just a, a powerful, powerful lesson and a powerful reminder about waiting on the Lord. It's a, it's a powerful reminder about how to treat our enemies. We're seeing this a ton at the beginning of 2 Samuel. And it's a powerful reminder to man, wait patiently on the Lord that his plans are going to be accomplished. His purposes are going to be fulfilled in your life. So, so don't rush it in trying to take the promises of God into your own hands. Uh, I remember back to 1 Peter chapter 5 when we walked through 1 Peter as a student ministry where it talked about humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand and in due time, he will exalt us. I love this because David in the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, he doesn't try to exalt himself. He doesn't come into Saul with spears fling and saying, hey, God's given me the kingdom. He he doesn't go crazy on Ishbosheth or Abner. No, D- David humbles himself before God and he waits on his timing. He waits on God's timing. And here, God is going to exalt him. And that is incredible news. And so hope that encourages you today. And uh, man, can't wait to see you. It's student night tomorrow night. Would love to see you there as we dive in the word and worship together and bring someone with you. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.